This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in, race fans, to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast, Xfinity Series Edition, Episode 17. My name is Mike Bachman. I am the host of this podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Great to be back with you as we are now one race away from setting the round of 12 playoff grid for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And we've got a great one on our hands this weekend at Kansas Speedway. We're going to do a brief recap of the race at Darlington. We're going to preview the Kansas Lottery 300, hand out some of what I believe are the best bets of the weekend, and hopefully cash some more winners. So, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you might be, however you might be listening to this podcast, kick back with your favorite adult beverage and let's get into this thing because we've got a lot to talk about. A lot of news has broke as well uh, during the week. A lot of implications with the Xfinity series that we will talk about as well. Um, so do want to touch on Darlington briefly here, but not going to spend too much time on it. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin one for one this year in the NASCAR Xfinity series. Steals the show. Wins this race in overtime. His 18th Xfinity series win. His sixth in the Xfinity series at Darlington Raceway. Uh, Denny Hamlin was not the story, though. It was really a race dominated by John Hunter Nemechek. 99 laps led, swept both stages, but late race restarts took the clean air away from that number 20 car and allowed drivers like Denny Hamlin, drivers like Austin Hill to get the better of him. And John Hunter Nemechek ultimately comes away with a third-place finish, but far and away the best car of the day. Uh, Austin Hill mentioned him very impressive. He was able to go head to head with John Hunter Nemechek. They had some really tight racing on some of those late race restarts. But for Austin Hill, who really gave Denny Hamlin a run for his money at the end of this thing as well, he just could not figure out the restarts, man. It seemed like every restart during this race, Austin Hill was spinning the tires and just could not figure out the wheel spin. We know Darlington, we know it's abrasive, it's uh, very aggressive on tires, right? And Austin Hill just could not find that advantage on restarts. Um, So ultimately, uh, that was his Achilles heel that took him out of the win. Uh, Denny Hamlin was able to get the best of him on that final overtime restart, uh, which was initiated by such a weird... uh, such a weird incident between Sam Mayer and Parker Kligerman. Sam Mayer just ran through Parker Kligerman and sent him around. Heavy implications uh, for the playoff race, as we will get into in just a moment. But 
Um, just a very weird situation. Parker not happy in his post-race interview. Obviously, Sam Mayer was very uh, apologetic. He was lamenting that post-race interview. Just was not a race that Mayer really enjoyed. Had some radio issues, kind of attributed a little bit to that. Unfortunate for Parker, who was able to hang around all day, especially you know when you look at Riley Herbst and what he was able to do, points he was able to get uh, during this race. So, you know, we have a tight, tight, tight playoff battle between uh, those drivers. Another driver who we're going to be talking about uh, at this race in particular for Kansas, who could be a huge spoiler um, if it all goes his way. Uh, we'll talk about that driver in just a little bit. But let's do a quick recap of the bets before we do a little check-in on the regular season points and the playoff grid. We had four outrights in this one. We had Justin Allgaier, 8-1, John Hunter Nemechek, 9-1, Sheldon Creed, 22-1, and Cole Custer at 18-1. John Hunter Nemechek, 9-1. Great price for the dominant car of the day. It was just unfortunate that we had those late race restarts, which just continue to be a killer uh, for a lot of these bets, and the clean air was taken away. So, um, it's unfortunate, but John Hunter still coming away with a third place finish. Anybody with a top three number on John Hunter Nemechek, also a top five. Congratulations uh, on that cash. Justin Allgaier. Uh, there was a very odd moment during this race where we had a caution uh, and I know some drivers elected to stay out. They had like four, uh, four laps on their tires, but tire fall off in this race was so significant. Like those four laps basically equated to almost a second off pace as opposed to all those other guys that came in for four fresh Goodyear Eagles. Justin Allgaier don't understand why he was part of the crowd that decided to stay out on that caution with literally nothing to gain as a playoff driver. I mean it was very strange and unfortunately put him back in traffic a little bit. Allgaier comes away with a seventh place finish so we miss out on that outright. Cole Custer fourth place uh, you know, I liked the price at 18 to 1. He was up front and showed some good speed, so I uh, wasn't too mad about that. And then Sheldon Creed, man. Sheldon Creed just really was nowhere to be found uh, this entire race. And it was unfortunate, uh, you know, because he had a lot of mojo coming into this thing. He does end up eighth, um, but really was kind of like a 15th place car the entire day. So it was a little tough sledding for that number two. Um, went against my best judgment and took uh, Sheldon Creed instead of Austin Hill and a lot of the prop market as well. Um, but hey, you win some, you lose some, unfortunately. And we were just on the wrong side of Sheldon Creed there. For the props, we cashed one for four. John Hunter Nemechek, top five, plus 150. Mentioned Sheldon Creed at plus 325 was his number there. We got him at. And then we had a double dip of Justin Allgaier, uh, top five, top three. We miss out on both of those, unfortunately. Um, but again, you know, not terribly mad with uh, with those numbers where we got them. And then we swept our head to head. Sam Mayer minus 130 over Brandon Jones. We had John Hunter Nemechek uh, plus 100 over Kyle Busch and Cole Custer plus 105 over Josh Berry. So a couple of plus money matchups there uh, give us some profit on the day. And we will continue to try and ride the momentum that we have had over the last couple of weeks here into Kansas for the regular season finale. Uh, before we do jump into Kansas, do want to just take a look at the current point standings, both the regular season and the playoff grid. So Austin Hill is currently your regular season points leader, uh, 23 point 
advantage over John Hunter Nemechek. He has a 33-point advantage over Justin Allgaier. So it's tight. Austin Hill could wrap this up this weekend, get those extra uh, playoff points, which are going to prove to be incredibly valuable as this playoff conti- uh, this playoff gets going. Um, but it's a tight race, man, here between Austin Hill and John Hunter Nemechek. You know, Justin Allgaier could certainly be a lot closer and on the same wavelength as John Hunter if it just weren't for that stretch of races where shit was just going down for this seven team uh, and they were shooting themselves in the foot, whether it was by their own doing or uh, stuff out of their own control. But, you know, nonetheless, um, Justin Allgaier is good enough to compete with these two and he has shown it despite not having the finishes, the results on paper uh, to really, you know, go along with that. Uh, Nonetheless, these three, the rightful favorites this weekend. I mean, it's going to be a really fun battle watching these guys with no Cup Series regulars in this field this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a battle for the regular season championship, and Austin Hill is going to be the guy. I mean, right now, it's kind of his to lose. Um, so an insane season for Austin Hill, an incredible season for John Hunter, a great one for uh, Justin Allgaier. That is going to be a fun little trifecta to watch uh, during this race to see who wraps that up. And then the playoff grid, man, it is tight on the cut line. Um, We'll take a look here and just take a look at some of the implications for that. Um, But Josh Berry locked himself in last week. Sheldon Creed is also locked in. So both of those drivers uh, will be fighting for a championship this year. Daniel Hemrick is 55 points to the good. As long as there's a repeat winner, Daniel Hemrick just has to start this race. (laughs) And he will uh, clinch a spot in the playoffs, which leads or leaves one spot remaining. Riley Herbst is currently plus one. Parker Kligerman currently minus one. It's a battle between these two drivers, man. Um, We will mention one other driver. Brandon Jones, who is down here uh, 79 points below the cut line. I mean, we're going to talk about Brandon Jones and his performance at Kansas because if there is a spoiler, it could be that number nine car. Uh, We're going to make a case for him this weekend. But Riley Herbst, Parker Kligerman, both of these drivers are going to have to drive perfect races. This race this weekend is a 300-mile race. It has been a minute since we've had a 300-mile race, so attrition is going to set in for some of these guys that maybe aren't used to running uh, a race like this, you know? So it is going to be that much more critical to take care of business, to execute in every aspect of this race from a team perspective, from a driver perspective. Um, It's going to be really important for both of these drivers um, to get it done, so... It is going to be fun. Um, we've got some Riley Herps this weekend. I will just preface that. We do. And again, if Parker Kligerman hadn't spun out at the end of that race last weekend, this uh, grid would be a little bit different because Parker was able to do kind of just enough to continue to have a pretty solid cushion over Riley Herbst. Um, but here we are separated by one point, and it is going to be really fun. You know the cameras are going to be on these two uh, quite a bit this weekend so real close it's tight um it could not i mean really couldn't be tighter so 
Uh, it's going to be a battle for these drivers, and they're going to have to execute. They're going to have to be perfect. So, um, you know, we'll see kind of how that all plays out. So now let's just run through a couple of news notes before we get to the bets. Got the bets coming for you in just a minute. But do want to just run through some news um, that dropped to the surprise of nobody. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek made the announcement on his YouTube channel yesterday on Wednesday that he will drive for Legacy Motor Club, the number 42 Toyota, as it will be next year, in 2024. Again, cat was out of the bag as soon as Noah Gregson really got suspended. There was rumors that John Hunter Nemechek was going to inherit that 42 car even before uh, Noah Gregson got suspended by the team and then ultimately the sport. Um, with the move to Toyota, it made sense that John Hunter was going to be the front runner for that car. And look... I am not excited at all for this. I, I'm i not. We have seen John Hunter Nemechek enter the Cup Series a couple years ago with Front Row Motorsports. Front Row is obviously in a different state than they were a couple of years ago. And, you know, John Hunter Nemechek, so much talent behind the wheel, wasn't able to do much of anything in his first stint with Cup, which forced him back to trucks, back to Xfinity. And now here we are again. And... I understand that the rides are not as bountiful for a lot of these guys. And it's that much more frustrating because the talent coming out of not only just Xfinity, but with trucks. We talk about Zane Smith and what's going to happen with him uh, potentially for you know his next ride, wherever that may be, Xfinity or Cup potentially. There is just so much talent that there is not enough. Uh, there's, there's not enough good rides for these guys. And... I hope John Hunter Nemechek, I hope Legacy Motor Club takes that step forward next year. There was obviously a lot of expectation coming into 2023 with the addition of seven-time Jimmy Johnson, with, you know, just the rebrand and uh, just how exciting it was um, for, you know, these champions to be running these race teams. And it has been everything but good. It has been awful at the bottom of the friggin bin awful and just because this team is switching to Toyota I don't think is it's not going to take this team to that next level I, I you know I just it's not um I don't know what the expectation is going to be for John Hunter Nemechek this year or next year rather in that car um but I just hope that it's competitive enough to where it's a place he can grow and then whenever that seat at Joe Gibbs, um, if depending on what happens with the charter system, um, if 2311 decides to add another entry to that stable, then we could see the best out of John Hunter Nemechek. Um, but regardless, this is not a shocking announcement to anybody um, as it was basically expected. We finally got that confirmed by John Hunter and the team. Um, I hope that we are able to see some flashes for him and that it's a place where he can grow his career and not just, you know, uh, a stop where he's going to really struggle. Um, there's just too much talent. And again, I know that there's not that many great rides available, um, but it's just a product of where we are in the sport. But nonetheless, it's great for all these young, all these young guns that have a lot of talent behind the wheel. Hopefully they're going to be able to make some noise. Hopefully John Hunter is one of those guys next year.
Some other notable news coming out of the Xfinity Series. NASCAR competition officials are planning to introduce a stricter inspection process in the series after a recent flurry of pre-race failures. There will be tougher penalties in place beginning at Bristol Motor Speedway, the first race of the Xfinity Series playoffs. And basically what this means, officials plan to penalize teams that fail pre-race inspection two times by ejecting a crew member where previously the threshold was three inspection failures. We had seven Xfinity Series teams fail pre-race inspection twice uh, ahead of the race at Darlington. And the week before that, six cars failed pre-race inspection. So the loophole is being exposed a little bit from these teams and these drivers, man. And NASCAR obviously sees something, so they're going to crack down and... Uh, add a little bit more of a heftier penalty for for these drivers. We'll see what it really means. We'll see if these teams button up some of their uh, some of their stuff. Um, but that was just another bit of news that came out that could have some potential implications in, in the playoffs. You know, considering that there have been a lot of pre race failures uh, in inspection, and you know, come playoff time, you know, guys are going to be trying to get as much of an edge as possible to get on their horse. So those were the two big ones. Uh, for the week and now without further ado let's break down the kansas lottery 300 race number 26 of the year 200 laps stages are 45 laps 45 laps and a 110 lap stage three to close it out to go for 300 miles teams are getting six sets of good year eagles this weekend the same tire setup as las vegas and michigan do think that means something the final race of the xfinity series regular season no cup regulars entered for this race because it is the final race of the regular season for the series but a couple of notables to highlight forgot to mention this earlier but daniel hemrick daniel hemrick has changed cars the team is now putting him in the number 10 at Colleg Racing instead of the number 11. That number 10 is in the owner's championship. So Daniel Hemrick will be uh, taking over that car for the remainder of the season into the playoffs. Derek Krauss will then inherit the number 11 for that team this weekend. He was supposed to be in the number 10. He now takes over the number 11. Joe Graff Jr. is back in the number 19 for Joe Gibbs Racing. And Connor Mozak making another start in the number 24 for Sam Hunt Racing. Noah Gregson is the defending winner of this race. This race was shortened by rain last year. Um, we've got a clean slate heading into this weekend. Let's take a look at the odds board on Caesars Sportsbook. The lines, man, not as sexy as the last couple of weeks. We obviously are not getting the additional help from those cup guys that balloon these Xfinity regulars odds. Um, so we're going to have to do some digging because I'm going to be completely honest with you. There is really not a lot that I am really jumping out of my socks about this weekend from matchups to props. There's a few that I do like and we are able to find some value this weekend uh, on some long shots and on some uh, more interesting plays. Uh, but I'll tell you, the outright market, I really am not sure how to attack at this point in time. Um, you know, we'll talk about that. We'll make a case for a couple of drivers, but, um, you know, I am certainly more interested in the prop market and in the head-to-head -head market, despite 
where we are and where the odds where the odds board is uh, is right now. So here's a run through of the board on Caesar Sportsbook. John Hunter Nemechek, the favorite at plus two twenty. Justin Allgaier at plus three twenty five. Austin Hill at plus four fifty. We have Josh Berry at plus five fifty. Cole Custer plus six fifty. Sam Mayer is up to plus eight fifty. Sammy Smith twelve to one. Brandon Jones sixteen to one. Chandler Smith eighteen to one. And then a heavy drop off to Sheldon Creed at thirty to one. Riley Herbst thirty five to one. Daniel Hemrick forty five to one. Parker Kligerman seventy five to one. Those are you know your main guys that you're going to be uh, looking at that are even worth mentioning, honestly. Um, but your big three, John Hunter Nima Cup, Justin Allgaier, Austin Hill, your rightful guys. I mean, these are the drivers that are going to be the ones that this race runs through. Beginning of the week, I was all on John Hunter Nemechek. I believe this is his way, his race to win, um, and I think that you know he is absolutely deserving of of the favorite. You know, his price is very short. Uh, much like most of these guys, I mean, Austin Hill plus four fifty. He's five to one. Some books, uh, not too bad. The books obviously have caught up now, and uh, we're not getting that fruitful price for Austin Hill. But you know, not everything lasts forever, man. And uh, you gotta you gotta just roll with the punches. But um, interesting board. Not really much to like. Gotta be honest. Um, but here we are. So let's get into the bets. Because we do have some, and there are some that I do like. We're going to make a case for these guys. Uh, so let's get into it. Starting on the matchups, we're going to start with Brandon Jones, minus 105 over Chandler Smith on Caesars. Now, Brandon Jones is that one driver I prefaced at the beginning of the show who could be playoff spoiler and be that one driver that gets his first win of the year. And... It's interesting because we had this convert. We had a conversation very similar to this uh, Wednesday night on the NASCAR betting preview show. I was on the betting preview show with Derek, Mark, and the crew, and we talked about this topic. and I highly recommend you go back and and listen to the episode uh, because I think there is a lot to learn about what we talked about. Um, but we were heavy fading Chastain in Cup this weekend, and I've said multiple times I'm a big believer in what have you done for me lately. Uh, when it comes to my bets and you know Chastain he profiles well at a, at a track like Kansas right um, and he's got two top 10s since his win at Nashville you know which seems like forever ago at this point so um, it's it's one of those situations where it's you know what do you rather do do you look at a guy who obviously profiles very well runs extremely well at a track despite not having maybe some of the mojo, some of the momentum coming into the weekend? Um, or are you going to ride with, you know, a guy who has the momentum, has the finishes, maybe not at this particular track, but at least coming into the weekend? And Brandon Jones is the poster child for that argument, that discussion here at Kansas, because it's no secret that Brandon Jones has been fucking terrible in that nine car this year, needs to win to make the playoffs but Brandon Jones has figured it out at Kansas, and his numbers are some of the best in the entire Xfinity series. He's got a best average finish at this track since 2020. 
two wins here coming in 2019 and 2020. Excluding a DNF in 2018, he has a worst finish of 11th, and he's qualified inside of the top five in five of the last six races this year, uh, at this track, rather. He's got strength in numbers here and at Michigan as well, where he came home third just a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, to that point, before that race, Brandon Jones, barely sniffing the top 10, comes home third at a track that he has been proven good at. So I think the argument remains the same coming into this weekend. And again, we're just looking at a matchup here over Chandler Smith. Um, So let's talk about Chandler Smith. It's just been as bad over the last handful of races as it has been for him and Brandon Jones. You know, go back to Las Vegas earlier this year. He led 118 laps, got passed by Austin Hill on the final lap. So he was obviously very good at Las Vegas, really should have won that race. But Colleg as a team has been a step behind the rest lately. Junior Motorsports is the better team. Brandon Jones is the better driver at this track, despite how bad it's been for this nine car I think he he gets it done I could see him as a potentially a a top five car and I think he'll do enough to get the finish ahead of Chandler Smith here so at minus 105 you're almost getting plus money here Um, I'm gonna take Brandon Jones over Chandler Smith in this matchup while we're on the topic of Jones I don't have this uh, in my pocket I don't have it on the card but his top five number uh, for this race on Bet365 is, uh, one second, his top five number is three to one. That's a great number for a Brandon Jones top five. I don't I don't think I'm ready to place it, um, but I think there's a ton of value to be had there, and I certainly would not be opposed to, to taking that number, um, just knowing how great Brandon Jones has been here, and nobody should be surprised to see him as a potential top five car, knowing how great he's been, despite how awful he's been this year, um, and knowing how great he's been at this track. So I'll take him in this matchup on Caesar Sportsbook. I'm going to also take Riley Herbst, minus 125 over Sheldon Creed, also on Caesars. I've talked about this once before in matchups, but pre-practice and qualifying ranks per win the race.info. Herbst has an eight-position advantage over Sheldon Creed. Herbst is the 6th ranked driver coming in versus Creed, who is the 14th ranked driver coming into this weekend. On intermediates, and we're talking all nine intermediates this year, Herbst is 7-2 and two straight up versus Creed. This includes Vegas and Michigan, the two most comparable tracks. And I continue to preach, I continue to say that when Riley Herbst and company put it together, they are a borderline top five car every week. We saw that last week at Darlington, finished sixth. I think with a complete race, Herbst will be that kind of a car this weekend. His strength on intermediates has been Sheldon Creed's weakness. Creed just has not been good on intermediates this year, you know, and... When you have two drivers matched up head-to-head, to to see such a discrepancy between the two in ranking coming into the weekend I think is very telling. And um, I'm going to ride with Riley Herbst here on the juicy side of minus 125 over Sheldon Creed, this on Caesars Sportsbook. So those are the two matchups I saw that I'm really about this week. 
Uh, I know that they're not particularly sexy drivers, uh, drivers that necessarily we could really trust on a week-to-week basis. But look, um, I believe in the numbers. I believe in the performance on this track for for Brandon Jones, and I believe in the consistency that Herbst has brought uh, on intermediates virtually all year, even when he started slipping midseason. Uh, he was able to find some on these intermediates. So I'm going to take Riley Herbst minus 25 and I'm going to, or minus 125. I'm going to take Brandon Jones minus 105. Let's stick on Riley Herbst here for a minute because we talked about Brandon Jones top five, potentially at three to one. Riley Herbst is plus 450 to score a top five on bet 365. You know, I mentioned being Mr. Consistency on intermediates this year, uh, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And in a field that does not have Cup Series regulars, I think Herps can do enough to get it done. I know that his situation right now on the playoff bubble could be a little deterring if this team decides to take risk. But look, they're going to have to be perfect. They're going to have to get stage points. So this team's going to do everything they can to run inside the top 10, to be there when it counts. I think a top five at plus 450 for a driver who has proven to be right there, very close in getting it done, can get it done. I think it's a great number for Riley Herbst. I think there's a lot of value to be had here. I really like it, so I'm going to ride with Riley. Top five, plus 450, that on bet365. Let's get another top five in here. I have neglected to bet him because I've been on the wrong side majority of the year. But in a week where you gotta find something, I found it with Josh Berry, man. Top five, plus 100 on bet 365. And this is, again, very much a numbers play because Josh Berry has had an underwhelming season. We have expected so much more from this eight car the entire year, has yet to park it in victory lane. But I look at his results at both Las Vegas and Michigan We talk about the tire, same tire run at those two tracks as this track this weekend. I think this helps us cash this bet at plus money. A worst finish of seventh in his career at Las Vegas. Has two wins there, plus a fifth place finish this year. How about Michigan in three starts, runner-up, sixth, and fourth? And Barry has finished inside of the top five 67% of the time on intermediate tracks this year. So despite us always expecting more from him, despite the lack of wins, he's another guy that has been very consistent on these tracks this year. And he's always in the mix one way or another. He qualifies very well, but just does not have that speed. That speed does not translate to the race more times than not. But in a week where there's really not too much to like, again, in a week where there's no Cup Series regulars, Josh Berry could be that guy uh, for a top five plus money, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. So that is on bet 365. That is about the only plus money top five I've still been able to find for Barry. Um, So while it's still available, I'm going to take it there over on bet 365. I'm going to give you a long, long shot for a top five. But before I do, uh, I'm going to put out Austin Hill top Chevrolet plus 210 on Caesars. Really like this bet for Austin Hill who has stood in victory lane at Las Vegas earlier this year. 
continues to be one of the best drivers with arguably one of the best pit crews if that wasn't on full display last week. We take a look at some of these other guys on the board. I mean, Justin Allgaier is the favorite for top Chevrolet. He's certainly the biggest competition. We just mentioned Josh Berry as a top five car. Could potentially give Austin Hill some competition as well. But he was one of the drivers late in that race last week to beat. And he will be right there deking it out with John Hunter Nemechek again this weekend. The thing about Austin Hill, we mentioned the 300-mile race. It's going to be a longer race, a little bit more attrition for these guys. He has finished all but one race this year. Back when he had an engine issue at Coda, he just gets it done every single week. We talk about him every single week as the reliable driver on our betting card. Justin Allgaier, much more volatile in that regard, just in terms of late-race shenanigans that kill his day. And we have been a victim of that so much this year. The fact that Austin Hill is not the favorite here, I like it. So I'm going to take him plus 210 as the top Chevrolet. I think it's a good way to bet him if you're not on him in the outright market. This available on Caesar Sportsbook. All right, time for a long shot top five for you where I think that there is value to be had. I made a case for this driver a few weeks ago. I cannot remember what race it was. I believe it was a road course. Um, Could have been an an intermediate. Honestly, do not remember, but... We're going to look at Brett Moffitt, top five, 12 to one on bet 365. I believe this is live as a very long shot bet. For all the reasons I talked about Brandon Jones, Brett Moffitt is another one of those drivers who has figured it out here at Kansas. He's got three top tens and four Kansas starts, including a best finish of sixth. He has a win here in trucks to go along with four top 10 finishes in that series. I know it's long. I know the odds of this cashing are probably slim, but 300 miles, a lot could transpire between lap one and lap 200, knowing that this is a much longer race, knowing that Moffitt has been close to this number more times than not. I think it's worth a schmeckle. I think it's worth a little schmeckle. We are looking for value on the board that's not offering us much here. I think there is value at 12 to 1 for Brett Moffitt. He has shown... He could be a top 10 car, a couple more positions, especially if a Justin Allgaier has trouble, if a jo- you know, a jo- anybody, may- hopefully not Josh Berry, but anybody, you know, that profiles to be a top 10 car, if they, ca- they have issues, uh, Brett Moffitt could run a complete race and potentially be there as a real dark horse for a top five. I like the numbers, um, and I think that it's live as a very long shot bet, so... 12 to 1, I saw it. I dug into it a little bit more. I think that there's something to be had there. I'm going to have a little bit on Brett Moffitt, top 5, 12 to 1. Um, so that's on Bet365. I think it's a good number for a driver who has shown flashes of goodness here at Kansas. So we will close out the prop portion with that long shot. And as I mentioned in the show and the beginning of the show, guys, the outright market, tough. And look, I am on John Hunter Nemechek plus 250 on Bet365. After Darlington, I said John Hunter Nemechek was going to be the guy to beat here coming into the weekend. I think this is his race. I expected him to open around the 3-1, to 2.5-1 range. And I think this is his race. 
His first Xfinity Series win came at this very track back in 2018 when he drove the, the 42 car for Chip Ganassi Racing. How about that? Made another start um, in, I believe it was the 23 for, uh, for Gallagher, uh, GMS Racing at the time where he scored a top 10 there. He obviously won at Michigan earlier this year. He's a week for a week removed from sweeping the stages, uh, leading 99 laps at Darlington. It's a short price to pay, but I do think that this race runs through John Hunter Nemechek if he could keep it together. I do think he's going to be the guy standing in victory lane come Saturday, um, and I'm willing to pay that price. I don't really know where to explore elsewhere. Got to be honest, uh, here in this market, I mean, Brandon Jones, you make a case for him. He is 16 to 1 now on Caesars. I'm going to check his price on Bet365 at the moment. He is not that's trucks. It's funny they got the same same sponsor for the race this weekend. He's 20 to 1, 20 to 1 on Bet365. I think that there's something to be had there for a driver that has won this race twice in the last 3 years. There is certainly a case to be laid out for him as a top five car, and he's going to have to buckle down and and do it. That's his only path to the playoffs is a win. So 20 to 1 for a driver that's been as good as him at this track, despite not having the finishes to show during the season this year, um, could be interesting. Other drivers I'm really looking at, nothing really screams. Nothing really screams. I got to be honest with you. I think you pick who you're going to back between the top three at John Hunter, Justin Allgaier, Austin Hill. I think there's value with Austin Hill at, at plus 450, but just the amount that I'm going to have in John Hunter Nemechek, the amount that I have in John Hunter Nemechek, um, I don't see myself putting any on Austin Hill in the outright market, especially considering I've got him as top Chevrolet as a little bit of a pivot there. I do think this is John Hunter Nemechek's race, man. Uh, I really do. So I've got my stock in him. I'm going to look at Brandon Jones at, at 20 to 1 pre-practice and qualifying. And then I think kind of see where things shake out once we see cars on the track. Um, if I do decide to put on a little bit extra. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. It's a, it's a little bit a little bit more difficult there in the outrights this weekend. But I do think it's John Hunter's race. I'm on him, plus 250 on Bet365. Uh, I think he is still, that's about as the best of the number you're going to find right now um, for John Hunter Nemechek and kind of see see what happens. Uh, but Brandon Jones, 20-1, to one, think there's value there. Certainly interesting. Outside of that, I think it's a little difficult, you know, outside of the three guys up there at the top. So let's do a quick little run-through, breeze through the bets. Head-to-heads, we got two of them. Brandon Jones, minus 105 over Chandler Smith. Riley Herbst, minus 125 over Sheldon Creed. Both of those on Caesars. In the prop market, we have Riley Herbst, top five, plus 450. Josh Berry, top five, plus 100. Brett Moffitt, very long shot, top five, 12 to one. All three of those on Bet365. And then Austin Hill, top Chevrolet, plus 210 over on Caesars. In the outrights, I have John Hunter Nemechek plus 250. I like giving Brandon Jones a look at 20 to 1. Again, we'll kind of see what these guys look like once they unload, once they hit the track for practice and qualifying Saturday morning. Um, and we'll see where we go from there. But should be a great race. Final race of the regular season. The intensity is going to be up. The pace is going to be high. 
and we're going to be watching it all unfold Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for me. So let's put a bow on this thing and tear down. Before we go, you can support the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. Make sure you're following at Derek Yoder underscore and tune in every Wednesday for all the betting insight you need to gain an edge on race day, both on Twitter Spaces and on YouTube as well. Also, make sure you are following the new NASCAR betting preview show Twitter account at NASCAR BPS to stay connected. You could follow me on Twitter at MV Bachman for additional betting insight and plays over there. Thank you, as always, to our presenting sponsor, Atlas Hair. Use promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. And a big thanks to everybody else who powers the program uh, and supports us. You know, it has been a great year, a really fun regular season. It's been a blast being able to uh, produce this and and bring you guys the best damn series in the world. Um, we are going to continue to ride it into the playoffs and... You know, the intensity is just getting started, man. It's going to be it's going to be a really fun couple of weeks here as we close out uh, what's been an incredible Xfinity Series season. So let's catch some winners in Kansas this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all enjoy the race. We will be back next week to recap the regular season finale, preview the first race of the round of 12, the Bristol Night Race. I mean, could not write it, could not present it any better for the Xfinity Series. That is going to be a fun one to break down. But that's going to do it for me, guys. As always, appreciate you, every single one of you that listens to my loudmouth ramble for 35, 40 minutes every single week. Love you guys. Thank you so much as always. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out.